0: This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. And before I minister, I'd like to take some testimonies. You know, the Word says that when you testify, you're given God glory. Every time that you testify what God has done for you, you're giving God glory. And we need to honor him. And one of the things, like I read some of the list of all the testimonies we had for healing uh, and wellness center for 2016. And that's probably a fraction of them. Most of them we don't get. Most of the testimonies we don't get. Oh, I'll write it down or, you know, it's, it's just the way we are and we forget and And then I come along and I'm I'm bugging. I feel like I'm bugging somebody to give a testimony. And please write it down or all this. And then I'm not going to do that. But uh, there's something about when you honor God by giving testimony that is tangible to others. There is a tangible part of a testimony that connects with other people. It's just like when uh, Joanne was ministering this morning about the new heart. Well, we got somebody reported they got a new heart. I don't know how uh, that happened. Or, you know, you go to the doctor and check the ticker. But we actually had two uh, said that something happened to their heart this morning. And uh, I guess you go to the doctor and say, is there a heart there? Does it look different? I don't know. Maybe the other one was clogged up and you needed a, a new one, but God, how um, I mean, you know when God touches a part of your body and, and he did something to a couple hearts, but uh, if you would like to give a testimony, I want to give you an opportunity to come up and just share from your heart and uh, tell us what happened to you.
1: <laughs> hey everybody. How y'all doing tonight? As y'all can tell, I'm real nervous. <laughs> uh, my back's been bothering me for like the last three or four days <laughs> and I couldn't do nothing getting a relief from it. Uh, so this, earlier today when the, they came up and I came up there and let Jerry Branch pray for my back and ever since then, it hasn't been bothering me. All the pain is gone. And I mean, I can move around, I could bend over and everything. And like this morning on the way here, I couldn't even put my pants on. I had to sit down on the bed and like wiggle my pants on because my back was hurting so bad. So, I mean, I know it was the hands of God that healed me today.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's awesome. Awesome. We will need feedback and all that. Okay. It's awesome. Anybody else have a testimony? Maybe God started something. Come on. This is
2: this Um It's not a hundred percent yet, but it's gonna be a hundred percent. Amen. I'm gonna be one of those people that that's 99 years old that gets completely regenerated. Except I'm not 99, so yay. yay. Anyway, uh, I w- have been having some stomach problems, and have been going for testing, and um, n- nothing they found was right. They would make a diagnosis, but that wasn't it. And had been under quite a bit of pain, and um, it just kind of all came to a head last Sunday, and... Um, We were singing in worship to stand up and worship the Lord and, and, you know, receive our healing. And I couldn't stand up. I couldn't hold my arms up. I couldn't. I I still am having trouble standing more than two minutes at a time. But I went up for prayer this morning for my heart to get healed of that. But um, anyway, so Pastor Bob prayed for me after church, basically because I dissolved in his arms, (laughs) and uh, then he kept up um, after that, uh, following up with me, and uh, I had been um, listening to the word both in the morning, and if I would lay down for a nap at night, going to sleep, I would be listening to healing tapes. I was claiming my healing. Uh, Joanne had suggested that I um, have uh, plead the blood of Jesus going through my body and around my organs and cleansing me. And I'm healed. I am healed.
0: Hallelujah. Yay. <laughs> it's a big yay. Who else has a uh testimony. Joanne, you got one about your mama. She, she actually uh, I mean, this is it's a miracle. What I saw Saturday was a miracle.
3: Well, I think most of you have seen Mama. And we've been standing for I think just since 2007 is when all these things started to happen. And about December the 9th of 2013 is the last time she walked on her own. And so Saturday, I've been seeing some things this last week. Of course, you know, healing services are going at the house and all sorts of wonderful stuff is always going on over there. And I'm sure she gets tired of me. And... Uh, but, you know, I just put on a variety of different things. So she gets a little vegetables, and she gets some fruit, and she gets some meat, and it just keeps on changing. And, and uh, so last, a week ago, I think it was, something hit her. I know it hit her. hit me. I know it hit her. And I began to see little things happen. She would be, you know, I don't know if you remember seeing her when I would bring her and she was blank. Complete. Do you remember seeing her blank? Well, she's home again. I mean, she'll look at you. Her brown eyes, not green glassy, but she'll look at you. And she will respond sometimes. And we've even had a couple conversations this week. Now, I can understand some of the things she says. Sometimes not really good. Sometimes pretty good. Sometimes she's very clear. You know, and her nose are, I told you no. is very clear. You know, we don't have any problem with that. And uh, But Saturday... Um, so this last week, I've seen about five or six different, let's call them awakenings, you know. Um, She has little booties that she has to wear to protect her heels because we've gone through so much there. And last night, now typically she did not move anything at night. And last night and the night before, um, the booties were off. (laughs) They were completely off, you know. So it's progress. And this is what, the thing you have to remember, it's progress. You don't give up. You don't give up. Linda, told me the other day by the Spirit of the Lord, had I not believed it was possible for her to be restored, that I would have long ago fainted. And there's been plenty of opportunity and plenty of people to help me not faint during the process. But, you know... She's doing things they said they would she would never do. She would she would never be back, you would never see any of that. This would not happen and that would not happen. I've had some wonderful nurses come to the house and they would tell me what they had to tell me in the natural and I said, "Mm Mm-hmm. You gotta tell me what you gotta tell me. But you know, they would start to say it's not going to and I said You'll be surprised what it's gonna do. And we have seen, if I could tell you some detail, uh, it'll probably gross you out, but we have seen some miraculous things. It just hasn't been microwave, it's been over time. But I've said this many times, I'm gonna say it again. You are gonna see Alzheimer's, dementia, Lewy body. Parkinson's, cancer, and things that do not belong to the body of Christ. They are going to literally scream in terror as they flee and set the captives free. You're going to see people coming from all over the place and being set free. They'll come in one way. It's not going to be this 10-year trek. It is going to be instant turnaround.
0: Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So good. Anyone No, you didn't. Forgot the testimony part. No.
3: <laughs> so Saturday, um, we got her up. And we had one person on one side, one person on the other, and somebody helping her feed. But um, she took 12 steps total. Wow. Glory to God. Yeah. Best is yet to come.
0: Yes. And Joanne told her, said, you're, you're healed. And she said, it's coming. And, and she was responding, which I, I had not seen like that. And moving her arms, she was, there, there's progress. And, you know, that's something that, um, that well, I'm going to say it, blesses me to see somebody stay in the faith over a long period of time. Because that, I mean, though, it can get challenging. But we, we continue on because here's the thing. Even in the midst of that, every time that you're trusting him, you're bringing him honor because faith does. You're giving him faith. It pleases him. So one thing that helps me when I'm going through a long-term thing is saying, I'm pleasing you along the way. <laughs> it's a journey, and, that, and there's different things that he, he's doing along the way, but still we give him the praise and give him all the honor. Amen. Uh, And Jerry, you had your shoulder. uh, Yeah.
4: Testing. Okay. Uh, Yeah, my sons and I went out to play disc golf Friday and uh, was fine that afternoon. Woke up yesterday morning and just in a lot of pain from my shoulder uh, down to my... My, my, neck, my neck down to my shoulder, my chest, it was really bad. And I uh, came to the healing center at first. My family prayed for me and just stood in agreement with me. And I just stood on the word, thank God for it. Uh, a, lot, a lot of pain. And then Pastor Bob prayed for me yesterday. Uh, the pain was still intense. And I just kept thanking him for my healing, speaking and declaring the word over it. Went to bed last night, couldn't even get in bed, and uh, or Friday night. Yeah, and I woke up this morning, and uh, the pain was just completely gone, 100%. So I just
0: Hallelujah. thank God for it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? Oh, girl. Another one of my heroes of faith here
5: actually not about me and I didn't ask him so it's a surprise to him I want to give a testimony about my husband Randall for y'all that don't know the history in 2009 he had a dramatic brain injury and Joanne's story kind of inspired me a little bit to share this with you I got the same news she did. He'll never this. He'll never that. They told me he was brain dead. They wanted to talk to me about turning off any life support. Um, And, of course, we said no. I said, we're a people of faith, and his spirit is just fine. And he's had continued progress, but... um, Joanne, in preparation for this weekend, had asked me what things she needed to be praying for, for Randall and I, and I told her, I said, well, you know, we've seen continued progress for Randall, but it's time, you know, I want my husband back, you know, enough is enough, and he has just accelerated, Um, I mean, for one thing, I'm sure you all know, he graduated from ministry school a while back. And, you know, Barbara can tell you, he didn't get any special help. He turned in everything just like everybody else. Now, I don't know about you, but Dr. Leon's stuff is not for brain-dead people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) The
5: the thing that I wanted to share with you from this week and the acceleration, I've been going through a lot, and I've been under a lot of stress, and I've just been kind of flaking on things forgetting things things falling through the cracks y'all randall's been helping me remember stuff and they said he you know his short-term memory's never going to get better his brain's never going to get better and he's like hey did you remember this hey did you take care of that he's jumping in he's taking care of things i came home the other day he had dinner completely cooked by himself randall so, you know, I got my Randall back. That's my testimony.
0: Hallelujah. Glory oh, to God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <coughs> oh, oh, he taught. Yeah. In, okay. Okay. To teach and right. and he taught uh yeah. Some. Yeah. Gia. You're being volunteered by your husband. He might hear about that when he gets home, but
1: I don't know how to say it because last night I feel little uncomfortable, but I don't tell my husband. It's morning he practice guitar. I see, I might come up. He asked me, What what happened? I say, I I very uncomfortable. Can you pray for me? He said, okay. So we prayed her. We prayed after feel better Now, very good. <laughs> Man, <laughs> hallelujah. I have a couple of small stories I wanted to share, but to God, it all means the same. I remember at camp, uh, it was Kevin Araya, he did something to his shoulder, it was sore or something like that, and I just said a simple prayer like, be healed in Jesus' name, and I'm like, check it, and he checked it, he's like, it's gone. So even if that's small to us, to God, he touched it. And then so another thing, I shared a couple of people today. Um, someone sent me a text that their head wouldn't stop hurting this morning. So. I was like, I sent them a quick snap, like a quick prayer, just like Pango in Jesus' name, and then they takes it back. It might have been 20 minutes later, and they said it was doing better, and then I confirmed, it, and I'm like, Is it completely well? And they're like, Yes. So.
0: Amen. And God could use a text. Oh wow. Snap. 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 Oh snap. You don't even know what that I don't even know what that is, is but. Did the snap eat the text up? And it's a new thing. <laughs> Man, uh, keep up with all these things. But you know, God, uh, there's been plenty of times me on the phone and praying with somebody, and their fever's gone, just like that. Just there's that connection. However you connect, that person, that person receives it. You know, there it is. So awesome to hear the testimonies. So thankful. Let me just share just a few moments, and we'll pray. And you might be in the process of your healing, and that's you know you just keep believing that you got it, keep speaking to it, and we'll we'll pray for anyone, and everyone. Uh, forgiveness of sins and healing were purchased at the cross, and the remedy for both took place at the cross. So the price for healing and sins were paid at the same time. So. To avoid one and, and take the other means you're just taking part of the, the purchase that was paid. It was paid at the same time, the same price. And if you say, I believe that God forgives sins, then you must take what he did in that same work. He brought healing. He brought wholeness. So, the fact that you believe that he forgives sins is your guarantee that he's a healer. Why? Because he did it at the same time. Same price. Same blood, purchased it all. So, why, if health is important to God, why should we avoid it? And most of the body of Christ does, but not us. We're going to believe, right? And, and trust him. So, Jesus paid the price for redemption. And Jesus needs to get paid, get what he paid for. Think about this. If I go to the store, I'm going to buy what I want. I'm not going to go in there and say, I'm going to buy everything I don't want. I'm going to go in there, I'm going to buy what I want. That's what you do with your money, I'm going to buy what I want. Well, Jesus bought what he wanted. He wants you well. He wants you healthy. He wants you strong. He wants you prosperous. He wants you healthy. He wants you whole. He bought it. He paid for it. I think Jesus needs to get what he paid for. And when we help him get what he paid for, it brings him honor and brings him glory. The purchase, the price that was paid was for all of mankind. So, because this is the atoning work uh, of the cross, we can come up to any person and we can say, God will forgive your sins. You can have a relationship with Him. None of us go, Well, I need to pray about this. Uh, I tell you, what, I get back with you. I hear what you're saying. You'd like to uh, have a relationship with God. You'd like forgiveness for your sins. But I need to go pray and fast a few days. I, r- I really want to see. If this is God's will. But we know, and 100% of us, I think, know that it's God's will to forgive sins. So we don't hesitate. There's not any kind of doubt within us. Yes, pray. Uh, pray this after me. Mean this with your heart, and you'll be saved. You'll have a relationship with the Lord. But at the same time, He did that, He bought and paid for our healing. So we should have the same confidence you know, I see you got the flu over here or some sniffles or something. Do you know what? I'd like to pray for you. And I don't have to, I need to pray and fast and see if it's God's will for you to be healed. I know it is. Because it's atonement. It's the, the work of the cross. He paid for it. I don't have to pray about it. I just go and do it. So therefore, it's a great evangelistic field there's plenty of people out there that need healing there's plenty of people out there and you'll run into some I did at work some that uh, it was a lady that needed healing uh, uh, I asked her you know to step into my office can I pray for you and she goes why do you think your prayers are better than mine so I think we need a different type of prayer here but <laughs> I said I don't um and I, I said, do, "Do you believe in that God heals?" No." I said, "Well, that's the reason I believe I need to pray for you. I do. <laughs> anyway, you know, some of those circumstances just get comical when you really break it down. But anyway, she um, she left a, a semi-happy camper and uh, stayed sick. Do I have confidence God will heal? I believe it because he kind of shows out to those that don't believe. He likes to use a believer and just show off some and just wow them. It's like the guy I told you about at work Saturday, if you were here, that he was not a believer, but he had headache and the nose running and all this stuff, sore throat and all this. And uh, I got a chance. I said, can I pray for you? And he was feeling so bad, he said yes. Before he had time to think about that decision, I went over to him. I said, Jesus heal, and (laughs) just like that, in Jesus' name, something like that. And I went back to my seat, and everybody else was coming back into the office from the meeting. And I I turned, and he he turns, and it's like in slow motion,
4: wow.
0: And he tells me it's all gone. He said, I don't have a sniffle, a headache, nothing. It's like it all vanished. Well, it was about a month later. He came in every lunchtime. We had a, a, uh, a small group of us to get together and we'd pray and we'd say the word. Well, he joined us. He so, said, hey, Ken, good to see you. Can I come in? Yes, you're, you're welcome. Anyone's welcome. And before we left that lunch period, he gave his life to Jesus Christ. He was never the same. He was different. He was changed. Another guy came into the office. I was to train as an engineer. And, um, boy, he had uh, one of those mouths on him. Anybody know what I'm talking about? One of those mouths. And, uh, okay, I'm, I'm a believer, but he needs Jesus. And But even you know after a while, it's just, oh, my goodness. And the boss said, Bob, I want you to take him out to lunch, you know, and uh, just spend, you know, time with him. Well, I thought lunchtime was going to be a break for me. So we're walking down <laughs> downtown, and I mean, it was it was terrible. I mean, every girl that went by comments, and it was just terrible, GD, and I mean, just the the works. You know, it's fireworks. So we get there to uh, to eat, and. uh... I bowed my head. He said, You okay? I said, Yeah. I said, I, I just like to pray over my food. You don't know what you're gonna get these days. And um he said, Okay. He bowed his head. We prayed and yeah, you know, I prayed and lifted up and he cursed some more and said, Hmm, I was I haven't done that before. It's interesting. <laughs> anyway, It was probably about four or five months later, he gave his life to the Lord. And he witnessed to everyone in his family and brought them to the Lord. And they were going, they lived in a different part of town, going to a different church. He brought them all to the Lord. So when we reach out to those around us, we got to just know they're not going to act like us because they're unbelievers. But God loves them. And we can love them. And we can reach them. But our, our identity, that's what I want to talk about for just a moment, our identity is in Him. You know, Galatians 2.20 says, it's no longer I that liveth but Christ that liveth in me. It's no longer I that liveth. It's Christ that lives in me. You know, when it, it talks about and um, the presence of the Lord was there to heal. Remember when Jesus... Uh, just one person got healed. It said the presence of the Lord there was healed, but just one got healed. Why was the presence of the Lord there to heal? Because Jesus was there. Jesus had the connection with God the Father, and he was there, so the presence of the Lord was there to heal. What about today? The presence of the Lord is everywhere a believer is. The presence of the Lord is there to heal. One time the Lord gave me a message on the pool of, uh, yeah, the pool of Bethesda where they stirred the water, the angel did. Well, Jesus brought a continual stirring of the waters of healing and it's perpetual and it's for always to every believer because it's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. It's his power. I don't look to myself. I, I couldn't heal an ant, but I just know he can and he's in me. So it's getting our identity in Him. And it's not something that you you earn. When Jesus was baptized, you remember the father, the dove came down. uh, The father said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased, my beloved son. You realize Jesus hadn't preached yet. Jesus hadn't ministered to anyone. He hadn't healed anyone He hadn't done anything according to his mission yet. But he said, I'm well pleased. Your acceptance is not on what you do. Your acceptance is on who you belong to. And the reason that I am accepted and you are accepted by God is because I belong to Him. Man, your kid, they belong to you. They got your love automatically. Because they belong to you. You may not like the way they're behaving. But they got your love. Because you belong to them. So see. It's really an easier way. It's just to rely on him. And say. Got this. I mean I did some fasting. And praying. Just trying to get God's power to be released. When the power was there the whole time. It was just a matter of me. Releasing it. I did some long. I did some 40-day fasts. You know, God, I want the power. Come. You know, back killed myself in one of them. And I want the power. The power, God. I want to see people healed. I want to see miracles. I want to see all this. Like I was trying to convince Him to do something when He's already done it all. I'm trying to get His attention. Am I for fasting and praying? Absolutely. I just realize it's not. To get God to do something, it's to get me cleaned up. It's to get God to deal and work with my heart. It changes me. It doesn't change God. But his grace is there. His power is there. And you can be in the midst of sin. You can be messing up big time and still be loving God and he loves you. And just be in bondage and need to get free. But see, freedom's inside of you too. You can pull out that grace and get free. It's good stuff. Trusting in Him. His power is available. His freedom is available. And, you know, many times willpower, like uh, Joanne was talking about this morning, would just take you so far. But here's the thing about willpower. Willpower will take you into pride. That's where that road eventually goes to. You know that we got into pride. My my little group, we got in pride how much we fasted. We did. We were. Well, how much did you fast? Well, I, I can't fast. I only have five days available. It's a birthday coming. So, like we thought, you're just doing the five day fast. What's wrong with you? Pitiful little thing. Arrogant. Prideful. See, willpower is pride. But when I, it's all about Him, you stay humble. It's much more than willpower. It's identity of being in Him. Galatians 3.13 Since Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. Jesus became the curse for us. A curse is punishment for sin. Jesus took sin, but then He took the consequences for sin. He took and became sin, but then He took what that sin produced. In humanity, and it produced the curse. So he went ahead and took care of not only the sin factor, but the curse. So if he took care and paid the curse debt, we don't have to have the curse. But you got to believe this stuff, and you've got to renew your mind. Confession is not something you, you start off with willpower, saying, God said he's going. Take care of my needs. Meet my needs. But there comes a time where it's no longer willpower. And you know that you've connected with him when it just comes out automatically. It's no longer you're going, oh, no, you don't watch what I say. It, it just comes out automatically. Because it, out of the heart, the abundance, the, the mouth speaks. What is produced in the heart will come out. So Jesus became a curse. And then the the list of this the punishment for breaking God's laws poverty, mental illness, oppression, depression, destruction, long term sickness, all punishment, confusion, plagues, inflammation, burning, itching, tumors, knee problems, legs, curses will overtake you, no harvest, aliens will come in and take over. Hmm. It's in the Bible. You will not be the head but the tail. You will be cursed in the city and in the country. You will be in need of everything. Your sons and daughters will go off into captivity. It's all part of the curse. And he became the curse for us. So what's that mean? We got to release faith that he paid the bill, that he paid the debt. I put my faith in his performance, what he did at the cross. And I surrender to that. And my life and your life is to bring honor to what he did. And forever and ever, we'll be thanking and worshiping him for the cross. Ten billion years from now, we'll be thanking the Lord Jesus Christ for the cross and the price that he paid for us. That he adopted us into his very own family. That he chose to love us when we were unlovable, when we were hooked up with his arch enemy Satan. When we were part of the wrong family, he went to the wrong family and rescued us out because he loved us so much. And he took the punishment and took the pain, took the shame and took the guilt and took the curse he paid the price where we could be legal citizens of the kingdom of God, a part of the family that we could say, Daddy God, Abba Father, the creator of the universe calls you his son, calls you his daughter, because he loves you. Wow. We are so blessed. And we'll spend the rest of our life figuring out who we are, <laughs> still processing and still learning. Do we take responsibility for health? Yes. I've had people uh, I pray for for health and the Lord's given them a dream and said stop eating so much sugar. Then stop eating sugar. Yes, amen. I've stopped it, Lord. I'm not eating the sugar. And I'm serious. I have stopped it. <laughs> but he will tell you things. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. And you got to be obedient to what he says. Do. And you want to prosper, you better get a budget because he's a good steward. He said be a good steward. Amen? Amen. Let's uh, get preaching. Okay. Matthew 8, 2. Matthew chapter 8, verse 2, it says, Behold, the leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put down his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. This man believed that Jesus could heal him, but he didn't know if he was willing. But Jesus, once and for all, settled this. He was asked the question, are you willing to help me? And because Jesus said yes to him, he's saying yes to all of us. Because he's no respecter of persons. His will, you know, if it was the will of God, if it was the will of God for us to be sick, if that was his will, then God would be sick. Because he said to pray that his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And God is not sick. He's never had a sick day. And never will. It's comical to think about, isn't it? Well, his will is, well, what about such and so that, that died? I prayed for people that have died. And I don't have all the answers I know that. God didn't do it because he said he didn't. I know it's not his fault. The main thing is, are they dancing in the streets of heaven? That's, Amen. That's what we're after. But I do not take, I take that as a challenge to my faith. I don't take it as a condemnation. I'm going to take that as a challenge and keep on pressing and contending for the faith. I'm not going to let it wipe me out because somebody went to heaven early. Amen? And I know it's not easy, but God is the God of comfort too. And He can give us peace and He can give us strength. Malachi 3.6 says, I am the Lord, I change not. Hebrews 13.8 tells us Jesus, same yesterday, today, and forever. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Just as your soul prospers. God wants you healthy. How do I know? He paid a big price for you to be healthy. Things go better when you feel good. Things are much better when you're healthy. What do you feel like doing when you're sick? Nothing. What's the tendency? To moan and groan and complain. (laughs) To get laid up. (laughs) Are you expanding the kingdom of God? (laughs) No. You're just out. God doesn't want us sick. He wants us healthy. He wants us strong. He wants our soul to prosper for us to receive. Psalms 91 16, with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. He didn't say with short life satisfied. He didn't say with a dissatisfied life. He, he, he's not going to give you a long life of sickness and disease and somebody have to feed you with a feeding tube. He didn't say those things. He said, long life, He would satisfy you. If sickness glorifies God, then Jesus robbed our Father of His glory by healing those who were sick. If sickness were the will of God, then it would be a sin to go to a doctor or druggist in order to get relief. Are we against doctors? No. Poor doctors. Thank God for doctors. A lot of the body of Christ is alive because of doctors. Doctors help. I'm against doctors in this respect if you're going to the doctor first. Go to Jesus first. Go to the doctor. Find out what's going on. Release your faith. Amen? Take that pill like Joanne was saying and saying none of the harmful side effects, all that stuff in the small print on that thing that came with the meds. All that stuff, you just say none of those harmful side effects. You take it and you believe God to walk out of it and do what you need to do. If sickness were the will of God for our instruction, then we would have a responsibility to use our faith to receive the worst of sickness and disease in order for us to learn. Only thing I learned from sickness and disease is I don't like it, and I'm glad that God is against it. <laughs> He's a good God. He could have been. He could have been just. Uh, I'm gonna do the computer printout. Bob's gonna be sick today. Oh, what's a good one, Gabriel? Uh, Let's give him that swine flu type of thing. That'd be good, you know. Ding. I don't feel so good. No. He wasn't that way. He's a good father. He's a good God. We wouldn't want that for our kids. If sickness were the will of God, then why did God create within us an immune system that constantly fights against God's will? It's the will of God that we be healed. James 1:17, "Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above, comes down from the Father of Lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Good gifts. If God calls sickness a good gift, Jesus will went around giving good gifts to people. Sickness. Here's some sickness today, here's some sickness. He would not draw many crowds. People ran from him. But people ran to him. Because he brought healing. Have you ever seen good cancer? Or good arthritis? Good heart problems? Glory to God. What a gift from God. I have sinus issues. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. No. Good gifts. Perfect gifts. Come from God. How do I get what is mine? You believe it in your heart. You speak it and receive it. It's called faith. Same way you got saved. It's not by feelings. If you're waiting on feelings to believe it, you're in the wrong arena because you need to get in the spirit arena. The five physical senses are not the faith contact. How you feel, what you smell, touch, see, all these things are not faith. Faith is from the spirit arena. And so we have to keep renewing our mind and keep the word in us. One time the Lord told me, said you really haven't gotten some into your heart until you're so tired of that scripture. that The way I'd say it, like you're sick and tired of that scripture, you know that's when it's taking up residence in your heart and it's yours it's kind of like when you you've driven home a certain way so many times you go on automatic pilot you know what I'm talking about the other day I found myself at the church but I wasn't going to the church (laughs) I was on the phone with Ellen I said I'm over here at the church it's not where I was going and I have this tendency, I don't know about you, just honest here, if I'm on the phone with someone, I don't know where I'll wind up sometimes. <laughs> I've gotten off the phone literally, I don't know where I'm at. I don't even know, I, I, I think I'm still in city, I, I don't know. So if you're ever talking to me while I'm driving, and I say I have to go, I really have to go. I can't tell you how many times I miss, missed the exit going home because I was on the phone with somebody. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I said, you know, I, I need to go. I, I really need to go. And then have to figure out and pull over so many times, get the telephone. Thank God for ample phones, GPS. I'm thankful. I really am. I pull over. I'm trying to figure out where I'm, I'm way down there. Oh, my. How did I get down here? And have to go back. We have to stay in contact. With his GPS. And his truth. And a lot of times it, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds nuts. To say I'm healed. When you just feel nauseous. But you know. To his ears it's faith. To his ears it's trust. In him. And his word. And he delights in that. In fact he says. It pleases me. It pleases me that you trust in me. No matter what's going on there. You know there's a higher dimension called the spirit realm where I reside. And it trumps the natural realm every time you abide in what I say. Every time that you take hold of what I say. The spirit realm trumps this natural realm. Hallelujah. What do you think happened when you got born again? Your you're natural old person you, (laughs) your old spirit, that was dead in sins and trespasses. You reached into the spirit and say, Father, I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe he took my sins. He went to the cross. I believe that in my heart. I confess with my mouth. What happens from the spirit, immediately, instantly, I'm reborn, rebirth. From the spirit realm into the natural realm. Boom. I have this new creation on the inside of me. I'm a new person. The old me's gone. Old Bob's gone. New Bob's here. I like new Bob better. If I renew my mind. And I start walking out what's in my spirit. Why is that immediate? Because it's spirit to spirit. The other has to work through into this natural realm and sometimes it deals with other people there's different things going on sometimes it's just us and some stinking thinking just whatever is, is getting through so we're going to pray and I'm going to stop I'm just, I'm just going to stop it's so the only way to stop it's to stop that's some deep revelation there Am I asked the healing team to come come down? And you know, I don't care if it's a, a little thing. I Want you to come and receive. I want you to come and believe that God will touch you and heal you. And like I said before, I believe for the instant, but a lot of it's a seed form it comes in a seed, and you have to protect that seed and keep that seed. Nursed with the Word of God and watered with the Word of God, and it will come up, and you'll have a harvest. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at MidSouthHarvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662 890 1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.